Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Listen, it's, it's no surprise to anybody, and I hope you're not sick of hearing somebody say this, but the truth is that our world seems under pressure now, not just in health areas, but it's like in every area you can name, whether it's the health, the financial, whether it's the social structures. It's almost like in every part of our world, we're more and more seeing pressure and stress and tension, sometimes to breaking points right across our world. And so it's no wonder that people are reporting higher levels of anxiety and stress than ever before. In Luke 21 verse 26, Jesus said that in the last days, that is the days after His time on earth, He said, in the last days, men's hearts, women's hearts will fail them for fear. In other words, it's not going to find some magic answer. It's a part of the landscape. And so if we are going to be who God's called us to be, if the church is going to be what it's meant to be, which is a part of the answer for people's lives, if it's meant to bring the gospel, which simply means good news, if we're going to bring that into our world, then we personally as believers have to be able to deal with all of this stuff that's whirling around like some tornado and we're going to have to deal with that and find a place of peace and a place of comfort. I love that verse where uh, Paul writes and talks about the comfort which God gives so that we can comfort others in our world. And so in the midst of all this turmoil and dysfunction, whether it's on the macro scale of you know, the entire world or the micro scale of me and my family. Because the reality is you can't solve the big world if you can't solve the small world. If I can't deal with me and my family and my home, then how on earth do I think I can bring answers to that world out there? But wouldn't it be great if instead of just having the goal of being survivors, of I've just got to get through this. All I got to do is just make it out the other side. Wouldn't it be great if instead of hopeless or just, well, I hope so, we can move from hopeless and hope so to hopeful. And I woke up in the middle of the night some time ago with this thought in mind of why do I have hope? And in the middle of the night, I wrote it down on the post-it notepad that I keep beside my bed. And I wrote down there these things I want to give you this morning on why I have hope and I know many others of you do as well. Why do I have hope? And the first thing that came to my mind is this. I have hope because there is a plan. There is a plan. This idea that there is a plan of God, that somehow or other there is some master strategy is not an occasional mention in Scripture. Let me take you to a couple of them. Revelation 13, verse 8, last book of the Bible. It says, All who dwell on the earth will worship Him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, watch this, slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, before any of us existed, there was a plan of the Lamb of God to become the ultimate sacrifice. You and I are not some kind of 
afterthought of God scrambling. The church is not some kind of, oh, well, now I better. I didn't see that happening. I've got to do this. Before the foundation of the world, there was a lamb ready to be offered up. Matthew 25 verse 34, again, Jesus says this, Then the King will say to those on His right hand, Come you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I don't know about you, but I, I'm amazed at it. I struggle to comprehend it on one level, that God's foreknowledge is so extraordinary. And His ability to plan is so great that before there was me and before there was you, He had prepared this thing called the Kingdom of God and that you'd get to be a part of and get to come in. Listen to me, I I hope you get this because I know many of you that are a part of this service, you're found us somehow or other and you're unsure, you've got a lot of questions about faith and about God. Let me tell you one of the most extraordinary things that any of us know is that God is God. Religion is not man trying to reach God. Christianity is God reaching us. It's not us attempting God. You know, I hear people talk about belief and faith as some kind of social construct, as though somehow or other it's us needing to think about this. And so we, you know, uh, it kind of came up with the idea of the afterlife. But nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus never spoke about uh, a walk with Him and about faith with Him as though it was some kind of behaviour set that we should adopt. He said, no, before you decided to respond, it says God commends His love toward us in that while we were sinners, while we were away from God, Christ died for us. It was God's idea. And when you say your yes to God, when you say to God, I want to follow you, I want to be a part of that, you literally step into something that He's already gotten ready. It's not something that He has to fashion up and make up to fit you. He's already got it worked out in an amazing way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says this, but adds a twist to it, which none of the rulers of this age knew, it says, speaking about the death of Christ, about His sacrifice for all humanity. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, if all the rulers of this age, he's not speaking about political rulers, he's speaking about the devil, he's speaking about principalities and powers and says, if they'd known the result of all of this, they would have let Jesus just live to an old age. They would have let him just keep on going. They would have let him do all the miracles. They would have let him raise the dead. They would have let him turn more water into wine, feed more crowds. They would have let him go around speaking more. They didn't have a clue that out of the death and of Christ would come the resurrection and out of the resurrection of one would come the resurrection of many. Out of just one person rising from the grave, holding the keys of death and of hell and opening the doors, opening the gates for every single human being that will ever say yes. Out of that 
would come this magnificent thing called the body of Christ, the bride that Jesus is coming back for. Out of all of that would come this marvellous group of people that love God and honour God, that lay down their life for others, that say my greatest joy is to worship God by being a blessing to somebody else. That is the result of all this. And if they'd known it, they would have let Him alone. But they didn't. Verse 9 goes on and says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. That's a pretty remarkable thing. Listen, God's not making this up as He goes along. We're not some kind of driftwood. Look, I don't know about the rest of you here. This actually kind of anchors my soul. In the midst of a world that's full of fashion, that's full of all kinds of latest ideas, that all kind of philosophies that come and go, all kinds of opinions that are flying around like, I don't know, like confetti in a, in a storm. In the midst of all of that, in the, in the middle of all of that, God says, I've got a plan. And nothing that anybody else does is going to alter the plan. It's going to come to pass. There's a plan that includes every one of us. Here's the second thing that I wrote down in the middle of the night. is not only is there a plan, but there's a timetable. There's a timetable. Oh, gee, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like, have you ever put something in your diary? If you have a diary. I've still got an old-fashioned paper one. I'm just a little bit, you know, kind of, Anxious about the whole idea that I might leave my phone behind. I got off a plane once. I'm out there at the, waiting on the footpath, sidewalk for those of you in other parts of the world, when all of a sudden a hostess, a steward from off the plane comes up to me and says, are you Mr Woodward? Now how she knew that, I don't know. And she says, you left this behind and gives me her, my phone back. I was never so glad. My staff know that should my diary go disappearing, it's the end of the world. <laughs> but have you ever put something in your diary and forgotten it was there until you turned the page or the reminder came up? You went, oh. Let me tell you, God's not like that. God's got a timetable and there are things appointed and there is nothing forgotten. There's a timetable. Acts chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, he said to his disciples, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you'll receive power. The moment we get ourselves occupied as to who, what, you know, I, I don't, we haven't made a big deal out of end times in this church. And that's not because we don't believe it, it's because we're so focused on what we're meant to be doing now. And we know the timetable takes care of itself. Amen. And so with that, understand this. Don't worry about when that's happening. Don't go looking to the world for the signs of His coming. Make sure you're ready for whenever He comes because there is a timetable and it's all going according to plan. Here's the third thing is that there is a Lord over it all. There's the Lord over the whole shebang. There are some days when the only thing I want to remind myself of 
is the old song that we sang when I first became a believer. For He is Lord. And I like to remind myself sometimes, chill out, Jeff. Because I don't know about anybody else here. I have been known to get a little worked up. I know you find that hard to believe, this calm, you know, peaceful looking dude. Sometimes I can get, ask my wife, she's here. I can get a little bit worked up and whatever, and oh, I'm God and I'm not. It's good to be reminded there is a Lord over it all. The cosmic battle's over already. The victor's already been crowned. The decision of heaven's court has already been handed down and the verdict's already been given. This is what Revelation chapter 17, verse 14 says. They will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them. Proof that He is Lord of lords, King over all kings, and those with Him shall be the called, the chosen and the faithful. Did you get that? It's proof that He's Lord over all lords. It's absolutely the case that not only is there a plan and not only is there a, a timetable, but there's a Lord over all of it. Here's the next one. There is a path to follow. Uncertainty has probably been the number one characteristic of the last three or four months right across the world. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Governments don't know. Health authorities don't know. Uh, medical specialists don't know. Uh, all kinds of authorities don't know. It almost seems to me like the if they're going to write one word over 2020, Thus far, it'll be that word uncertainty. When's this going back? Will I have a job? What's the economy? How do I get out? What's going to happen here? That's such a big part of it. And so it's pretty important to know that there is a path to follow. Most people that get lost in the Australian outback get lost because they leave the road. That's a fact. They leave the path and go, I think over there might be water. I think over there I might move. And they leave the path. And again and again and again, you'll read in the news reports in Australia, when somebody perishes like that, you'll hear the police or the emergency services say, don't leave your vehicle. Listen, in times of uncertainty, you don't abandon everything. Go looking for something you know, that's more fun. Stick with the path that we are to follow. Here's a, a passage that quite frankly, I only ever hear at funerals. It's a bit sad really, because it's got such amazing truth and it's John 14 verse 1. You all know the beginning of it. Jesus is speaking and He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I should tell you right now, by the way, that the Greek word there for mansions doesn't mean a house. Because some of you that want to go to heaven to get away from everybody are going to be very disappointed. The Greek word there means rooms. I hear people groaning right now. Going, what, you mean there'll be someone next door? Oh, yeah, there will. Amen. 
You ain't going to heaven. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. I think I changed key there, but anyway, my wife's nodding here. Well, whatever. We, we want to kind of, we want to go to heaven to get away from people. And God goes, you don't get this, do you? I want a family. I just thought I'd throw that in. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. And then he makes this grand statement. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, if I was to ask you, which one of the disciples do you think is going to raise his hand and go, ah, uh, oh, I don't know. Guess who it is? It's not going to be Judas. He thinks he knows how this is all going to play out. It's not going to be Peter. You got it right. I heard someone say it. It's Thomas. Thomas is, all, Thomas is the quintessential I don't know guy. When Jesus says, I'm going up to Jerusalem, Thomas is the one who goes, all right, we'll go up and die with you. It's great, isn't it? Thomas is the one going, I'm not going to believe unless I personally can, this is yucky. And so I can put my hand in his, in, the, in his side. I'm going, why would you want to do that? What a weirdo. Sorry to all the people in India that got impacted by his ministry later in life. But Thomas speaks up and he says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going and how can we know the way? And here comes verse 6 that often gets spoken at a funeral service. Jesus' great words, John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's a path to follow and it begins with simply saying yes to Jesus. And do you know what? It's no more complicated than this, that every day when you get up, tell Jesus, Lord, I'm going to follow you today. If someone abuses me, I'm going to follow you and do what you said. If I come across a problem I don't know, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to ask you for wisdom. Seriously, don't believe the Christians who want to make everything so complicated, so difficult. Come back and say there's a path to follow. Here's the last one. This is the fifth thing. And that's this, that there is a saviour. I thank God that there's a plan. I thank God there's a timetable. I thank God there's a Lord over it all. There's a path to follow. But more than anything else, after all the years that I have personally been following Jesus, there's never a day where I'm not glad that He's still my Saviour. I'm glad He's not one of those Uber Eats Saviour. How many of you know Uber Eats? You've been living on it, haven't you, for the last couple of months, some of you? You know, it's kind of like they know you by name. When the same driver comes again, I know where they are. You know there's something going on. Think about this a second. Uber Eats come and drop something off and leave. But we don't have a saviour who drops something off and leaves. He didn't drop off salvation to your life and say, see you at the end of your life. I'll be back later. Who knows when? I'll come in sometime. It's not like that. We have a saviour, not had a saviour. Colossians 1 verse 27 
says, To them God willed to make known what the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And he spells it out and says it's like this. It's Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. Not religion. Not a whole lot of behaviours. It's Christ in you. That's the hope. Why do I have hope? I have hope because I know there's a plan. I know there's a timetable. I know there's a Lord over it all. I know there's a path to follow. But for me, perhaps one of the major reasons is because I go, I've got a Saviour. You know, when I, I, I pray, you have no idea perhaps how many times I was praying last night about some situations. I go, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's the right response. What's the right next step? And standing here in this building, I feel the presence of God and I hear the Holy Spirit whisper, but not words like he, he speaks his own language, but there's like, I go, it's okay. I've heard that so often in my life. It's okay. And when I hear that, I know it's the Saviour still saving. Christ in you. A Christian is not someone who's turned over a new leaf, brought on a new moral code or subscribed to the teachings of Jesus. It's someone who's received Christ. There's someone at work in you who's stronger than anything out there. There's someone who began something in you and he completes everything that he begins. There's a Saviour who promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. What a mighty God we serve. What an incredible Saviour we have. And what an amazing Holy Spirit who indwells us. Some of you, perhaps you're a part of this service here. Physically in the building, you're a part of our service at Metro Church online. And maybe you today are saying, because people do this every single week and have done right the way through all of the restrictions and all the lockdown. Every single week, people have said yes to Jesus Christ. It's one of the greatest joys that we have. And it's so simple. All you've got to do to begin the journey is text your yes. Simple as that. Why yes? Just send it through if you're in Australia to 488 If you'd prefer to get this brief daily information, this daily help, if you'd prefer to get it via email or you're outside of Australia, it'll come to you in that format. You simply go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. It'll be on the screen for you. So the number again, 0488826392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. And then every day after you do it, you'll get on one screen of your smartphone a scripture that we've specially put there for you. We'll give you a prayer that we hope you'll make your prayer. Pray it for yourself. And you'll get a different one of those every day for 30 days or until you opt out. It'll be our joy to be able to do that with you. Let me pray for those of you that are saying your yes. Can we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great love of Jesus for every single person. I know, Lord, that there's nobody too far gone, made too many mistakes, have... Uh, hurt too many or been hurt so much that they can't say a yes. So I thank you, Lord, for the yeses that people are making right now. Yes in their heart. 
Yes, via the text. Yes, via that email. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I thank you for the beginning of something incredible that will continue. You will work with them for the rest of their days in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One more thing I'd love to do because I know so many people will be a part of this service today and you'll be going, Jeff, would you pray with me? I need hope in my life. I need God's help. And uh, there's a great verse in Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, Now may the God of hope uh, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the Holy Spirit. And I've put together a prayer for all of us to pray, if you'd like to, that based on that scripture, that simply says to God, I know who you are. I want to receive that for my life. So if you're here in the building and you'd like to stand, please stand with us. If you're at home or somewhere or other else and you'd like to stand, stand with us. But there's no uh, pressure on that. You can stand, sit, whatever. It's all cool. And up here on the screen will come for you this prayer. And I'd love those of you here with us, it'll be on the screen for you at home. I'd love you just to hold your hands out before God and say these words to Him with me. Make it your prayer and, and make it the prayer of God. I want to not just be a receiver of hope. I want to become a giver of it to other lives. So let's pray this together, shall we? Lord, You are the God of hope. I receive your joy and peace. Lord, make me abound in hope by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Metro Church and Metro Church Online. Pastor Bruce is now going to come and lead us in ministry and prayer for people. If you've got needs and you're in the building, then there's people in the balcony. I believe uh, Pastor Ray's up there and Falby down the front here. They won't be laying hands on people. At the moment, that's not permitted. Uh, but we will be praying with you if you need that. Uh, and we just want to say thank you for being a part of the service. Don't forget tonight, Peter Gong. It's going to be great. Financial literacy. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 